Hey, hey, hi, LinkedIn, hi, Facebook. Welcome to my show. We are going live from Dallas, Fort Worth area. I'm super excited to be doing the show today. It's going to take a different format because it's going to be me answering your questions. Anything you have to ask around LinkedIn, content creation, video, I'm here to answer your questions. So I'm very, very excited. It's gonna be super interactive and I'm going to be able to interact with you guys for the whole hour and for however long it takes to answer all your questions. So let's see who is tuning in. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Joining from Highland Village, Texas. Yay. Hi, G <laughs> from Frisco. Y'all need to connect with G. She is one of the most enthusiastic, energetic person I've met. Um, super HR expert. So connect with her. Olivia, hey, watching from Jacksonville, Florida. Oh my gosh, representing the East Coast. How's it going, Olivia? I'm gonna get to the question you submitted later. <laughs> and Kimberly from Plano, Victoria from the Colony. Awesome, awesome. Clark Frisco, hey, hey, DFW represented all over. Mark, yes, for those of you um, that don't know Mark Reynolds, he has an animal rescue and um, definitely connect with him. And if you're passionate about that, definitely consider donating to that great cause as well. And uh, Yolanda, hey, welcome Yolanda. I got your question down as well. So I'll be addressing that as well. So thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. I, sometimes I can't even fathom like how thankful I am to have this platform to be able to serve you and to be able to interact with you from all over the city, from all over the country. And uh, now and then we also get some overseas guests, which I'm always happy to meet. And this is amazing. Like the fact that we can do this and interact with each other and communicate and have this great rapport. So thank you for tuning in. Um, and use this time to network with each other in the comments. I want this to be a community that you can interact with each other. You can meet other people that you don't normally meet. So introduce yourself inside the comments. Tell people what you do. Tell people what um, what you're interested in and connect with each other. Um, I'd like to think that my community is a wonderful community full of people that are servant leaders, full of people that want to help each other and that want to grow their network. So I think if you're connected with me, then most likely you'll want to meet each other as well. So thank you. So connect with each other. And this week, I'm going to have my content tip of the week in a slightly different format. So I'm going to try this new technique uh, but let me know what you think, because this week I actually have a sponsor for my content tip of the week, and uh, it is Out There Branding. It is um, the owner is Roy, Roy Kowarski, <laughs> and uh, he's all the way from Australia, and uh, he sponsored 
the next few content tips of the week. And he's the one that gave me this amazing um, background, which I'll be sharing with you from um, with regards to my content tip of the week. So let me play that for you now. <laughs> having technical difficulties as I try to load this. So bear with me. Let me see what happened to the sound. And this is the, uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you go live and you're trying something new, right? Let's see if this will work. And if not, then I will have to say the uh, content tip of the week verbally. Let's see here. Okay, let's see if this works. And if not, then I will share with you separately on this. Okay. <laughs> Note to self, don't try to do that again. <laughs> Let me try this one more time and see if this works. If not, I will just do this separately. <laughs> I am so sorry about that. Here I thought I was trying something new and different and it would be so cool and that's not the case. So let me do this content tip of the week like this instead. So let's talk about overcoming fear of video. 
And I think a lot of times what happens is when we first get out on video, we're fearful of judgment, we're fearful of ridicule, we're fearful of pe people judging us, we're fearful of saying the wrong thing, of making mistakes. <laughs> and a lot of times what I've found is that people will understand. And I think the main thing is to come from a spirit of service. So the first thing that I recommend in overcoming fear is to trust yourself. Know that you have a message to say, know that you have something of importance to share, know that you're here for a purpose and trust yourself that what you have to say will be of value to the audience. Number two is to focus out. What I always tell people is focus out, don't focus in, because when you focus out, you are being of service. When you're focusing in, we're worried about how we look, how we sound, um, the awkwardness of the moment. And when we get into our heads, that's when things hold us back. So focus out and be of service to people. Number three tip is to practice. Practice walking around the house and talking about your different rooms. I got that great tip from Amanda Horvath. Practice, 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 practice staring at the webcam, practice staring at that black dot on your phone as you go out there and record videos. So practice, it's not live. You won't make mistakes like what I just did, but that's okay, just practice and then you'll get better. The fourth tip is if you're afraid to do it alone, go and do it with someone else. Make it an interview, make it an interactive question and answer. And that way you have a conversation on video and it's not as nerve wracking as being on your own. And the fifth tip I have is honestly, we'll always be scared. I still get scared right before every show, before every presentation, but as long as you focus out, as long as you come from a place of service, then you'll achieve your goal. So I have a hashtag that I tell people, do it scared. So hashtag do it scared. And that's my fifth tip. And that's my content tip of the week. Okay. <laughs> now that you've seen all these technical difficulties, let's go into the questions and Q&A section. Um, but uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, can everyone hear me right now? Um, I'm assuming it still works. <laughs> yes, focus out, do it scared. Great, 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 great. Yes. So that is my content tip of the week. And especially with live streaming, I think the tip here in itself is that um, don't be afraid to try. And um, you can always fix it later. We're not doing life and death <laughs> operations. And um, I think the goal is to serve and the goal is to put yourself out there. So today's episode is a whole Q&A session where I am here to serve you and answer your questions. So when I posted about this show today, I asked for people's questions and I'm gonna go through some of the ones that were pre-submitted. Uh, and for the first five people that submitted questions, 
you get a prize um, because I love questions. And so I wanted to share for each of you and I'll share with you the prize in just a sec. So I'm gonna go through the questions first and then these five people that submitted the questions are all gonna get a prize at the end of the show. Okay. So my very first ground setting question, which I wanted to kind of like set the, set the foundation for this show. And that is to start with why, right? Why is it so important to create content? Why is it so important to put yourself out there and um, share your expertise and share your value? And I always say this is the best way, especially on LinkedIn, to build a network, right? To reach people that are normally outside of your community, outside of your network. And the more content you create, the more you're going to build trust with your audience, the more they're going to get to know you better, and the more it's going to set you up as an expert and a thought leader and a trusted advisor. So whenever you can, when you create content, especially if you're looking for a job or looking for clients or just people to build up your network, it all starts with trust. And the more you put yourself out there, the more you're going to create trust with potential clients, potential employers. And that's how you're going to set up your expertise as well, right? That's how we get hired, whether it's for client work or for a job. The more you can share of your expertise, the more you can share of yourself. That's how content creation drives those leads, drives those warm leads, as well as um, potential job roles. So let that be the guiding foundation of why we need to create content and get our message out there. And from there, after you create content, it's so important to build a community. I like this quote where it is, content is king, but engagement is queen. So you can put as much content out there, but if you're not engaging with your audience, if you're not building relationship, if you're not commenting both on your posts as well as other people's posts, then it's just going to be a one-way relationship and you're not going to have an engaged community. The LinkedIn algorithm, the Facebook algorithms, all these social media algorithms are built on engagement and that interaction between the creator and the audience. So the more you can engage with your audience, pose questions to your audience, just like this, right? Like, let me know your questions. And now I'm taking this opportunity to answer all your questions. So the more you can create that kind of dialogue, that two-way communication with your audience, the better. I've seen some of you post things, but then you don't reply to the comments or like, you know, engage with the, the audience member in your posts. I can't stress enough the power of comments. I've met clients in the comments. I've met great collaborators. And then even people that have invited me to speak or present, uh, all starting, all stemming from a comment. Right? So if you leave with nothing else, if you don't end up creating any kind of content after this show, which I doubt, but at least 
comment and engage with your posts as well as other people's posts. Okay, so now that we've kind of level set the foundation of creating content and creating engagement, let's get to your questions, okay? Um, so one of the first questions that I got, and this one is from Michelle Baker, who is also my guest last week. She is a sales and confidence coach. So Michelle asks, what do I recommend to someone starting out who wants to regularly post video content? So I'd say, number one, really visualize and ask yourself, who do you want to serve? Who's your target employer? Who's your target client? Or who's the target community and group of people that you want to be speaking to? Right? Don't be generic and just say anybody and everybody. Because then there's no there's no target. There's no like building of a niche and expertise, right? So first, I would say, if you're starting out, ask yourself, who do you want to serve? The who. And from there, ask yourself, what is your expertise? What is a topic that you want to talk about? Right? What is a um, your area of expertise? So in this case, Michelle asked me this question, and Michelle is a sales and confidence coach, right? So I would ask you, is Michelle in the, is Michelle in the uh, comments here? Um, oh dear, is somebody saying there's still no audio? So you still can't hear me? Hello? <laughs> Okay, there's you are, Michelle. <laughs> You're in the audience. David Mundy just said, still no audio. Oh dear. Can you give me a thumbs up or no audio? Oh my gosh, this whole time I'm talking and there's no audio. Oh, oh okay, Clark can hear me. Okay, okay. <laughs> I guess some of the comments are coming in late. Okay, cool. What a day, right? Oh my gosh. Okay, glad you can all hear me. So Michelle asked me this question, right? So Michelle, I would always say, and anyone out there, always start with who do you want to serve? And then from there, ask yourself, what is the first topic or first piece of expertise that you want to share, right? So in this case, maybe it's around sales tips right? Michelle is a sales and confidence coach. If you're out there and you are in HR, I know G is um, in HR and she's in the audience, right? And uh, I see Colin Harbour and he's in business strategy, right? So ask yourself, like, pick one topic that you are an expert in and then jot down the top 10 questions you always get asked. Okay, the top 10 questions you always get asked and then start to jot down all your answers to those top 10 questions. If people are asking you those questions, then it's very likely that they seek your advice and expertise in that field and on that topic. Okay? So now you have a list of 10 questions and a list of your 10 answers to those questions. 
And now you can break that out into two videos a week, right? Break that out into question one and two, week one. Question three and four, week two. Question um, five and six, six, week three. And that's how you plan out um, the first set of content that you have. Always start with your FAQs, and that's a great way to guide you as to what your audience wants and what your audience wants to learn from you. Okay. Um, if you can't come up with questions, then speak from your expertise, right? If there is a job that you're trying to pursue, comb through the job descriptions and ask yourself, you know, what are the topics that they're asking for or the pieces of advice and tips and expertise that they're asking for in that job description? And from there, build out content and break everything down into digestible tips, right? Um, you saw on my content tip of the week, right? I always try to have like three tips to do something or five ways to avoid something or five pieces of advice or however you want to do it, but break it down into like little steps and what I call micro pieces of advice. And that's a great way to create content. And that's a great way to start out, Michelle. So I hope that helps you and answers that question for you, Michelle. Okay. What a day. Everything is like, <laughs> oh, everything is coming in slower than usual for um, for the questions and comments. But I'll just continue and we'll see how it goes. Okay, the next question I got was from Yolanda, Yolanda Chin. And um, she asked me how to create original content when the topic I'm interested in is already well covered. Ah. I get that a lot. That's a great question. And um, and a lot of times I think we question ourselves and we doubt ourselves. And I know I go through all those emotions as well. And I think, who am I to say all this? Who am I to share all this when it's already been done before? Or somebody else has said it kind of similar, or somebody has already covered that topic. You know, why should I say anything? What do I have to contribute to that? And the reason or my tip around that is there are over 375 million LinkedIn users globally, okay, all on the network. And at least half of them are active on a monthly basis. Okay, almost like 200 million users are on LinkedIn, right? And then within our network, we all have different networks, right? I have my network, you have your network, Michelle has her network, Yolanda has her network. And just because you heard someone else say it, it doesn't mean the rest of your network heard that. And so you got to also think that just because you've seen it or you've heard it, it doesn't mean that everyone else in your network has heard it or seen it. And at the end of the day, you are unique. You have a certain style. You have a certain way of communicating. And that's specific to you. Think about it. 
How many times have you heard a piece of advice and because it's said in a certain way, it didn't land properly with you or you didn't listen to it, but then someone else comes along and could say exactly the same thing, but because their mannerisms or their communication styles or the personality connects with you, and then you end up listening to that piece of advice or you end up uh, following those tips. And it's very similar tips, but because you had a connection with that person and you gravitated to their style or their personality, then that stuck with you, right? And so over all these years of creating content, that's what I've realized. People buy from people. The products can be the same, but people will buy from people that they feel a connection with. And so that goes back to engagement. Right? The more engaged you can um, be with your audience, the more interactions that you have with your audience, then the more that they have that trust with you and the more that they'll want to hear you talk about HR or IT or technology or marketing or whatever your topic is. So never ever let that stop you because you're going to have a unique style about you. You're going to have a unique presentation about you, a unique body language, unique expertise and unique values. And all that is unique to you and all that will pull people to you that are attracted to that vibe and that will become an engaged audience for you. Okay. So don't worry about your content having to be super original and super unique. Just be you, because there's only one of you in this world. Okay. So let's see if um, who else is in the audience. Mindy. All right. Mindy dialed in. And uh, I think everything's kind of up and going now. Ekta. Oh, great. Great to see you on. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Mindy says, buy from people they know, like, and trust. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we have a question from Clark White. Um, what third-party providers do I use or have I used for podcast distribution? And uh, what monthly subscriptions provide the best ROI, return on investment? So, I actually have just started to get into podcasting. Um, so I create this show using StreamYard, right? So it's the StreamYard software, which is there's a free option and then there's an option where it's like 20 bucks a month. And so I pay that one that allows me to have multiple guests. It allows me to, um, you know, go live to different channels. And so I start off with this StreamYard and what happens is StreamYard allows me to record the whole thing. So after this show, I get a whole MP4 file of the recording of this whole show. And from there, I cut things up. And one of the things I do is put it into a podcast. And I use a service called Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. And what Anchor does, it will actually distribute your audio file to multiple channels. So Anchor will distribute it for you to uh, Spotify, to Apple Podcasts, and a host of other services that I can't even remember the names. Uh, but if you upload it to Anchor, Anchor will in itself distribute it to all these other channels. So you don't have to keep on doing all that. 
Okay. So for podcasts, I recommend Anchor and uh, it's a great tool. Okay. And then thank you, Clark. Thanks for your question. Okay. The next question I got before the show was from Daryl Stevens. For all of you out there, if you need a video editor, definitely connect with Daryl Stevens. He helps me a lot when, especially when my workload just exceeds <laughs> my capacity. And so for those of you out there looking for a video editor, definitely connect with Daryl Stevens. And so he had this question about what is the best time to post video content? Okay. Are there particular days of the week that get better engagement? So for me, what I found is mornings are a great time to post content. Because what happens with LinkedIn is you post it in the morning, and then it just takes a while to get on everybody's feeds. Right? So just depending on if, like my audience is mainly in the United States, and um, I do have overseas audience but um, and connections, but the bulk of my audience is in the United States. So if I post in the mornings, it's more likely for people to see it throughout their day, whether it's as they're, you know, brushing their teeth and getting out there, um, getting ready for the day or during their lunch hour or when they're taking a break. Um, and then that way, it has the whole day to pop up on people's feeds. Okay, so I think definitely mornings, as far as timing, is a good time to post. Uh, if you can get it early enough, um, I think around 6 a.m. is actually really good. I don't always hit that mark, and uh, <laughs> I'm not a morning person. <laughs> so, but uh, if you are regimented about that, then um, that's a specific answer for you, 6 a.m. in the mornings. As far as days of the week, um, I'd say Mondays and Tuesdays are great for posting critical content, meaning content that you really want a lot of people to see and um, it's really highlighting a certain expertise that you have, right? So Mondays and Tuesdays, post your most important piece of content or something pivotal or important that you want to share with your network. Wednesdays and Thursdays have, um, I've noticed like slightly less views, but they're still great days to post. Um, Fridays, uh, I do notice that views drop on Fridays, especially pre-pandemic. Uh, people just were like totally tuning out by Friday. Now, this is just for LinkedIn, okay, which is a professional platform. And it's more kind of like business people. And so by Friday, everybody's just shutting down. But Fridays actually are a great day for you to post like experimental kind of content, content that you're not sure if people will like or not. Um, or you're not sure or you do it in a certain format that's might be not as like buttoned up or um, and I always leave my Friday posts to do something fun or different. And I, honestly, I, I use Fridays to kind of like experiment. Um, I've posted things from Instagram. I've posted things that are <laughs> like movies, um, things from my travels. I once posted lyrics from a Whitney Houston song. 
right? And uh, and actually, they got some great engagement. So now and then, if you want to just try different things, and uh, try it on Friday. If you're just not sure if it will stick, uh, not as many people are watching, but those that do want something more fun and personal. So that's that's the that's my tip around days of the week. Okay, let's see who else is in the comments here. Yes, Colin also uses Anchor. Definitely, um, it's a great distribution tool. And who else is here? Uh, yes, G says, Clark, that was a great question. <laughs> there is a lot of information. I'm glad I can break it down. Yes. Uh, Olivia says she's been looking into StreamYard and Anchor. Good, good. They're both, StreamYard is super easy to use, as you can see. The only thing with StreamYard, which kind of frustrates me because I'm an Apple girl, is that it's really hard for me to share my other applications on StreamYard through my Mac, right? All my computers <laughs> are Mac. And so I'm, unless, it's on Google Chrome. I can't pull things up on my Mac to share on StreamYard. So that is the only, so far I've found weakness of StreamYard. If you have a Windows computer, then you'll be fine when you use StreamYard. But that's been my struggle with StreamYard. Okay, Olivia, good question about timing. Good, I'm glad that was useful. Um, let's see, Jim Young, hey Jim, yes. Clayton Stockwell told us about buffered.com that he uses. Yes, and it can be pre-scheduled with the content to multiple platforms. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, you could do Buffer. You could do um, also uh, Hootsuite. Um, those are great streaming. Um, so you upload your content, and then from there, it'll distribute on different platforms. I've tried those out, and I find they're good for kind of like generic content. If I just want to share an article or something with no tags. Um, but what I've noticed is because I like tagging people and giving shout outs to people and connecting people, um, if I post the content, I'm going to have to go back and tag that person afterwards. And so for me, I might as well just post it directly onto LinkedIn myself. Um, but over time, if you have tons and tons of content that are that is generic enough, that doesn't need much tagging, then yes, you can use Buffer or um, Hootsuite. Okay. <laughs> G saw my Whitney Houston post, yes. Okay, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Whitney Houston, okay? I'm still a 90s girl, and uh, who else likes Whitney Houston? I mean, what a, what a voice. Oh, okay, let's see what else we got here. Clark says, I only use Mac for content creation. Yes, Final Cut Pro X and others. Yes, Final Cut Pro. Uh, I actually like Camtasia, but that is from my training days. For those of you that are L&D or HR folks um, or training folks, you probably all grew up with uh, Camtasia. So I still kind of stick to that. But um, I know a lot of people use Adobe Premiere as well to do editing. 
Yes, indeed. Okay. Let's get to, and please like post your questions in there and I will get to them. I just want to get to all those questions of people that posted in my um, post earlier this week and get to that first. Okay. Ah, so this question I got from one of my colleagues at Delaware. And he asked, why are some generic posts so popular but high value and niche posts get um, lower engagement, okay? So you'll notice that sometimes if you um, announce a new job that you got or announce that you got some kind of certification for something or um, you got a promotion or you won an award or, um, you know, you, you, you have some kind of accomplishment that you share with your network. A lot of times those posts actually do really well because it's gen general enough so that a lot of people that you know are your connections and typically your colleagues or friends, your fans, your audience, I generally think people want to support you, right? I generally think the majority of people are supportive people. And so posts like that, get a lot of views because they're very general and they're open and everybody you know wants to congratulate you and support you and give you some love give you some likes and it's it's a very supportive way and a generic way for everyone to kind of lift you up and to support you right so those kind of generic posts or you have a quote or something that applies to everyone then those are going to definitely get more views and more likes and, and that's great, right? Because that will highlight your values and who you are and then your accomplishments. However, a lot of times for people that do specific posts around a certain topic, maybe it's like talent management or onboarding or um, financial advice or maybe accounting or technology trends, things that are more niche and more specific, they're only going to apply to a certain audience. Okay? But I don't want you to underestimate that. Right? The goal that I found here is unless you want popularity and um, you know all these fans and, and people to give you likes and engagement, that's great. But I'm here on this network to build connections, to build deep relationships, to meet potential clients, to meet potential collaborators. And if you want people to hire you and want people to um, you know, see your services, then it's okay to be niche, okay? Because you could have a post that has 5,000 views and it's super popular, but because it's talking about something very general, there's nothing for people to really see you as the expert or to see your services or your niche or your expertise. That's just gonna get you some popularity and attention temporarily, right? But if you post things that are niche, that are specific, and even though that gets lower views, that might get maybe just 500 views, let's say. However, the people that like, comment, and engage on those specific niche topics, what happens is then you know that's a potential client or potential employer or someone that 
is in your network that enjoys reading about those things that is in your industry. And so then from there, that's, that's your core, right? Those are your fellow HR people that you want to collaborate with or learn from or exchange ideas with. Those are your fellow technology enthusiasts or your fellow marketing enthusiasts or your fellow recruiters or talent acquisition professionals or whoever is out there. And because you're talking about something niche and specific, you know that's your tribe. You know that's potential um, clients maybe, potential employers maybe, and just potential people that you can learn from and exchange ideas with. So don't worry about the fact that one post, which you spent tons of time and uh, you know attention on, gets um, fewer views than something that's very generic. At the end of the day, even though it's smaller views and smaller engagement, the people that do like and engage could become that potential client or employer, okay, or a friend, right? So uh, it's not about the views. It's not about um, being widely popular. It's about really connecting with people that want to be part of your community, that want to be part of your tribe. And that's how you build a great network and connections. <laughs> I see here. Yeah. Colin says, this is great. And unfortunately, I have to run. Thank you, Colin. You can always watch it back. The replay always pops up afterwards. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we have a lot of Whitney Houston fans out there. Yes, indeed. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So that is around generic posts versus niche posts. Do both. Okay, do both. Don't just go for the views and popularity. Go for things that set you up as an expert and advice and advisor and a thought leader. Okay, so important. Okay. Ah. Okay, this one, this question I got all the way from a connection in India near. Nervruti, oh my gosh, Gala, Nervruti Gala. I hope I pronounced her name right. <laughs> uh, she said, how to hook the reader's attention at first go. Uh, I did a post or I did a content tip about this actually. And it's all about how you write a post. Okay? The very first sentence of every post is crucial because as you see, as you scroll through your feed, most of the time you only see the first two lines or sentences um, of a post. And if it's attention grabbing, then you're more likely to click see more and then you see the rest of the post. So whenever you write a post, make sure that the first two lines or the very first sentence is a attention grabbing headline. Think of a newspaper or a magazine Right? Think of what is that attention-grabbing headline that you can put there. It can be in the form of a question. It can be in the form of like, you know, five best practices for onboarding or the three latest trends in whatever technology and so forth, right? Or how-to, right? How-to videos and how-to whatever it is your expertise is 
how to set up ven vendor management system, whatever it is your niche is, how to's are a great way to start a post. So if you want to grab a reader's attention, really stop and think about the first sentence of your post and make it an attention grabbing one. Okay, don't be clickbait though. Like don't 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 have it say something that it's not the actual content. Right? Let's you still gotta stay truthful, you still gotta stay authentic. Um, but it's it's a great way to kind of like grab somebody's attention and then hook them in. Okay. And then if you have a video, make sure the first second of your video is you at least appearing friendly. <laughs> Or start with a smile uh, and then go into your video, right? Because um, what happens is the the stream, your news feed, is always starts with the first second. If you have, if you post a video, it's going to show the first second of your video. So if you're <laughs> if you're looking kind of grumpy or odd, it's going to show that, um, and that's fine. Like it's not like a do or die thing, but. Uh, just just want to make you aware that if you want to be conscious about the first second of your video and make it a good one, then uh, bring your smile <laughs> to the first second of your video. Okay, let's see what people are saying in the comments. Gee, oh, coming from the heart, you really are one of the best connectors and supporters I know. Thank you. Not sure when you get the time to do all your booty, but your engagement give to the masses is beyond appreciated. Yeah, I honestly, I I ask myself a lot, like why why am I doing what I do? And I think I think content creation is truly a journey of self discovery. I think I've learned what scares me, <laughs> what throws me off, but I've also learned what I wanna say. Cause sometimes in the process of just saying a lot of things and spitting things out, I realize things that don't come out genuine. I realize that I think I should be saying something, but then when it comes out, I'm like, no, I really don't believe that. And I shouldn't have said it like that. And and, and so I'm actually learning <laughs> about myself through the process of content creation. And I think for you too, the more you create content, the more you share your message, the more you're going to find your power, the more you're going to find your voice, and the more you're going to be able to hone in on exactly what your message is. Because I think sometimes what happens is we don't know our true purpose or our true power until we say things out loud. And I truly believe that when you do that, when you say things out loud, you're really gonna feel whether that is really what you want. And if not, then you can discard it or you'll say something you're like, oh my God, that's exactly what I wanted to say. And, and then you can double down on that. And that is your truth and that is your message and that is the legacy that you want to leave. So definitely, I think, be open to discovering yourself along this journey of content creation. <laughs> 
Yes, let's see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's like, did I hear the term clickbait? Yes, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't clickbait. Yes, indeed. Um, and let's get to the next question. Oh, this one is good. This is from Olivia. Olivia, I think you're, hopefully you're still in there in the comments. Olivia asked me this question on one of my posts. What is a good ratio of posts that are text, pictures, or video? And should we take one piece of content and repost it in groups and hashtag pages? Okay, uh, let me answer the first question first. A good ratio of posts that are text, pictures, and video. First of all, you got to ask yourself, which one are you most comfortable with? Okay, um, it takes a while to get comfortable with video, and but if once you do, then you just start pumping them out, right? And one thing that I recommend is, I usually like to have my videos be on Mondays because they're usually things that are important that I want to say and that I want people to see how I feel about them and um, how passionate I am about it. So you'll see that my content tip of the week is on Mondays and that's a video. And so that's kind of like my core piece of content. And then I let that ride out for the week and then for people to see it throughout the week. Um, so I think like, you know, mix it up, right? mix it up, definitely have at least one video a week so that people can get to know you and see you and feel you and engage with you, right? Like you, you get a feel for me here, right? I, I, I just lay it all out. And, um, and that's, that's the power of video. So I think definitely do one video at least a week. If you want to do more, great, do more. Um, but at the very least, do one. But we all learn differently. Right. Um, I have a training background and I also did a content tip around that is that we all learn. Um, some people learn by reading and writing. Some people learn by doing and movement. Some people are visual learners. And so you want to kind of cater to different people and different um, strengths of yours. If you like to write, then do more text posts. Right? or do more articles, because that's where you're strong. Right? Um, and if you love imagery, I love photos, I like graphics, I always try to throw in a graphic here and there. And so what you want to do is mix it up, right? It doesn't have to be consistently one form or the other. Uh, so you can have a video on Monday, uh, image on Tuesday, text on Wednesday, and you know, maybe another video on Thursday or another um, uh, a quote or something on Thursday. So just mix it up. And that way you're, you're grabbing people's attention in different ways and they're absorbing your information in different ways because we're all different learners. We all have different styles. And even though I'm putting out video, some people hate video. They don't want to watch the whole three minutes. Uh, they may not even want to watch the show and that's fine. Right. Um, so that's why it's important that you also do a good summary of what you say in the video in text format above it. You get 1300 characters on LinkedIn. 
to write your um, your posts. And so that way you can appeal to both people that just want to read it and both people that want to just watch the video. And uh, and then Olivia also asked, should we take one piece of content and repost it in groups and hashtag pages? You can. I do find that groups don't really work very well on LinkedIn anymore because I rarely get notifications of LinkedIn groups. And so unless you really tag people or work hard at that, I, it's kind of a wasted effort, I think. And, um, and as far as hashtags, I don't really know what you mean by hashtag pages, but what you can do is I'd say include at least three to five hashtags on your posts uh, related to the topic that you're talking about. And then that way it will pop up on people's feeds depending on whether they're following that hashtag or not. So I'd say, yeah, three to five hashtags, put it on your posts, and then that way it'll pop up on people's feeds. So Olivia, I hope that answers your questions. Okay, let's see what else you guys are saying in here. <laughs> oh, gee, thank you. Fantastic way to end the day. Yes, absolutely. I hope it's helping you guys. Um, this one, I can't see the name. Yes, smile before start talking in your videos. Definitely, definitely. And then, yes. So, Olivia, good. I'm glad it answered your question. We do all absorb information different ways. Yes, absolutely. So, cater to all these different learning styles. And then that way, you're going to have a, a wider engagement and reach to your, to your audience and community. Okay. Ah, this one is from Jordan Carroll. He's an amazing content creator. So for those of you out there, look up Jordan Carroll, C-O-R-R-O-L-L. Um, he is the remote job coach, and he helps people find remote jobs. So connect with him, follow him. He's a content creator himself, and he posed this question because he said he's always looking for more ideas how to prepare and plan content each week. Yes. So here's a tip that I mainly just tell my clients, but I'm going to give it out for free here. Okay. And that is have themes. Okay. Have monthly themes, have weekly themes. And from there, break down specifically what you want to do on a daily basis within a theme. Okay, and what do I mean by theme? A theme could be, let's say you're in the supply chain realm and you are a specialist in vendor management. So then you can talk about vendor management for the whole month, but then you can talk about different things on different weeks around vendor management. Similarly, let's say you're in your recruiter, right? And you wanna give advice to job seekers um, you could have one week talking about resume writing, another week talking about how to be better on interviews and so forth. Or you could devote a whole month on giving tips on resume writing and so forth. 
Okay. So, so just ask yourself, like, how frequent you want to post? How much time do you have to do that? And then allocate a few hours every month to plan out different themes for different weeks and different months. And then that way, um, you have a whole content calendar. So for those of you out there that, you know, you can do all this yourself, but if you want some help or guidance around that, I'd be happy to share some of my, my templates with you. Um, you can hire me for coaching services and I help people put together content calendars as well and help you lay out all your content. Cause that way I always tell people it's, it's always a lot easier sometimes to have a third party help you to pull your knowledge out of your brain and then put it into a calendar. And my background in communications and training really helped me to plan things out and really helped me to break complex ideas into digestible information. And that's how you take what's in your head. And I help people sort through everything that's in their head and then narrow it down to topics, to themes, to pieces of advice, and then to daily pieces of content. Uh, so if you ever need help, I'm available for one-on-one um, -on -one coaching services as well. Yes, Olivia, have a theme. Absolutely. That's the core of it. Hi, Mike. Good to see you in there. Yes, yes. Three tags is good. Three hashtags is good. Don't go crazy. I think it's nuts when people like tag anybody and everybody in the world on a post. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's just too much. You can, nobody's going to stop you. But I always think, um, I always like to think that the content drives the engagement and viewership and not because I tag 50 people in there so that they'll all stare at it at one time. Um, but, uh, that's entirely up to you and up to up to you all's value systems. But I think a good best practice or rule of thumb is three to five tags or three to five hashtags. And that's a nice moderate number. And that way you're not like spamming people's like notifications either, right? Because then every time somebody comments on it, then they get that tag and get that notification. And after a while, it, it can get annoying. So be moderate about it. Okay, let me know if you have other questions. I'm going to uh, move on to another question that I got in my posts earlier this week. And this one is from Cameron Tooth. Cameron, he uh, does a lot of live streaming on YouTube, I think, and Facebook. And uh, he wanted to know how to get LinkedIn Live. And what's been my journey with live streaming and what opportunities have opened up for me? Yes. So firstly, how to get LinkedIn Live. If you go to, uh, let me see if I can pull it up for you here. There's an application form that you need to fill out. And uh, it is on LinkedIn itself. Let me find it for you. Application, even if you just Google application for LinkedIn Live, here it is. Okay, let me share my screen here with you. 
Okay, if you want LinkedIn Live, this is where you go. You just Google LinkedIn Live application and this, this search result will pop up. But basically, you can um, fill out this application form, right? It gives you all these rules and how to apply and uh, all these questions and just fill it out. And that's what I did. They basically ask you things like what ideas do you have for streaming live? Uh, you know, what region are you from? Do you stream live from other platforms and so forth? And you can also apply for a live as a member or for your company, even a LinkedIn page, let's say. And, uh, and then you can tell them, you know, what your ideas are. And I remember applying back in, gosh, uh, I think I applied in January. And I actually, you know, just, I applied and then I just left it and then didn't think too much about it. And literally two months afterwards, they approved it. And I didn't even get an email. I just suddenly saw a red dot on my LinkedIn profile. And suddenly it said live. And I'm like, oh, did I get it? Did I get it? And then a few days later, I got an email saying that I got approved for LinkedIn live. So uh, yeah, just apply. You never know. It took me two months. Um, and I think they just tried to really get a cross-section of people from all different industries. It's not a matter of how many connections you have or how big your network is. I've seen people with small networks get it. I've seen people with big networks that don't get approved also. So you just never know and be patient. You can always apply again if you want to. Um, and yeah, just try it. You never know. And my journey with live streaming, this is my episode 23. And as for those of you that were there at the beginning of my show, there's still things to learn. There's still kinks to work out. And, but I love it. I love the thrill of engaging with people live. I always feel very alive <laughs> when I go live because, uh, you know, I could make a mistake. I could stumble over my words. And what I've learned is that it's okay. It's okay if you stumble. It's okay if you make mistakes. Because I think as long as your intention is to serve and your intention is to provide for your audience and you have a good heart and you have good intentions, and I'd like to think I'm those things, then people are very forgiving. And if they're not, then they don't belong to your network or your tribe anyways. And it's okay. The goal is not, again, to be popular, to appeal to everyone. The goal is to attract your tribe. The goal is to find people that you have a connection with and they have a connection with you. And that's more than enough. That is so much more than enough. Um, so my journey has been wonderful with live streaming, Cameron. I, I love it. I love it. And um, I always still feel scared at the beginning. But then throughout the course of the show, I start like really enjoying the engagement with the audience. And it always calms down. 
So definitely I recommend it for people. And opportunities have opened up for me well. I mean, one of the great things is, you know, I was able to, I've been able to meet potential clients in the feed. Uh, some people have reached out to me after the show and um, they've become my, my clients of my one-on-one -on -one coaching. And uh, so that's been great. And then it's also kind of introduced me to a lot of people like Michelle Baker was on earlier. And because um, it's, it's great when I'm able to kind of reach out and say, hey, I would love to have you on as a guest of my show. And I usually try to pick people that I think are very interesting or that have a engaging topic that I'm interested in and that I think the audience would be interested in. And so it's allowed me to meet a lot of people and talk to them in depth about a variety of topics. And I think I'm just naturally curious about people and what they do and what they're passionate about. So that's been a great opportunity. And then from there, they introduced me to other people. I've gotten a speaking engagement out of one of my guests and I've just learned a lot a lot of things and uh, my world has opened with even more connections. So I definitely recommend live streaming and definitely recommend video and, and content creation, obviously. Well, oh my goodness, that's, that's the hour. <laughs> I think I'm past it too. And um, Yes, let me know if there's any other questions you have. Uh, Mindy had a question to get recruiters and hiring managers to notice your content. Does it have to be relevant to them and their business? No, I mean, I think that it all just has to be relevant to the jobs that you're applying for. Right? If you're applying for sales and marketing jobs, then post sales and marketing content. And, but in between that, also post content of your values, right? Share quotes that you like. Those are great pieces of content. Um, but definitely, like if you're in job search, use job descriptions to pick out topics that are relevant to, um, to your expertise. And I have a YouTube channel and a YouTube video around that. Um, so let me just pull that up real quick. It is called How to Use Job Descriptions for Content Ideas. And I want to share that with you. And you can go look it up. And that will show you how to use job descriptions to create content that lands jobs. So let me share that screen with you real quick before I wrap up the show. Okay, so this is my YouTube channel, and uh, let me hide this here. And you can see on there, I have tons of videos on there of, I did a whole series of job search stories and advice with different experts, resume writers, interview experts, career coaches. So all those ones in orange are my interviews with great career resources. So definitely check that out if you're in job search. The one that I'm talking about is this one here, how to create LinkedIn content that lands jobs. And this is where I go into step by step how to take a job description and 
pick out ideas from there and create content from there. So watch that video. That's a great video to um, create content for job search. But there's all these other videos as well. Why should you create content? Best four types of content. And then I also have all my content tips in there as well. Uh, there's 10 of them in there now. And so I'm just going to keep on adding to them. So definitely check out my YouTube channel. It's just Fanny Dunnigan. Hit that subscribe button. I would love to have more subscribers. And you can find out tips around how to use content to land jobs. Okay, awesome. Victoria watched that one. Yes. Yes, Daryl is awesome. Awesome, awesome. And uh, be yourself and your tribe will find you. Absolutely. What you put out, you attract. That's the law of the universe. And the, that's the law of content creation. Okay, so I want to wrap up here. I know I've taken a lot of your time. And as I do every week with my guests, I thought I'd do with myself. And that is always to practice gratitude. I'm so thankful for all of you in the audience. I'm so thankful that you took time out of your day to spend it with me and to learn about content creation and to meet each other as well. I hope you met some great connections in the comments and I hope you continue those conversations as well. And I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful for LinkedIn, which I have actually, um, the bulk of my business is through this platform because that's where I meet the most people and that's where I've made new friends new connections, new people that I can learn from. So super thankful for that. And uh, I'm just thankful to be alive and healthy, especially during this pandemic. And I hope every day that you practice gratitude as well. I think even amongst a challenging day or a challenging week on your job search or on your entrepreneurship journey, if we practice gratitude and be thankful for even the small things like cooler weather that we're having in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, that in itself will, will lift us up. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out to me if you would like any specific one-on-one -on -one coaching or to learn about my packages. And um, But I hope in the meantime, I've been able to help you with a variety of questions and hopefully I can, I've given you a ton of tips and ideas. And hopefully your brain is churning now with lots of content creation ideas. And uh, uh, tag me, tag me when you post and let me know uh, something that you've adopted from this show and use that tip or piece of advice to create something out there. I would love to see it. So I'm, I would be happy to engage and happy to, to see what you've done with the pieces of advice and tips that I have. Real quick, my upcoming events. The main thing here is the Association of Business Technology Professionals for all you IT geeks and technology folks out there, which I'm one of them as well. We are um, featuring Dr. Pele Raymond, CEO, best-selling author and educator. He's going to talk about the seven songs of a successful team. 
And this chapter meeting will be both virtual, I will go live on it. And at the same time, we are starting our in-person uh, chapter meetings again with lots of COVID-19 guidelines and protocols that we're going to follow. You can see all of them on abtpdfw.org and you can register and meet other technologists in the DFW area and learn about the seven songs of a successful team. I love that title. And next week, I am going to start a series called Creativity and Business because I love art. A uh, huge shout out to the artist that painted this for me. And his name is Ben Fluno. And he's going to be my guest next week, uh, always at 4 p.m. Central. He's both an artist and a real estate agent. And we're going to talk about how you can combine your creativity with business and how creativity can spark all kinds of wonderful ideas for your career, for your life, and just for pure enjoyment. Right? Like how, how cool is that? I love gold. I love pink. And I commissioned him to do that piece of art. And I, I just love it. And um, so we're going to talk all about creativity and how that ties in to work and business. So tune in next Thursday for that. And I just want to end the show by thanking you, my wonderful audience, my wonderful connections. Always shine your light. Don't be afraid to share your message. Don't be afraid to share your voice. You have something to say. You have something of value for the world. And share your voice and share your message with the world through video. Bye now. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm so thankful and grateful for all of you. Bye now.